Welcome to KT Confidential. This is episode 25. Can you believe it? So on today's episode, we have Jen, that's me, and Christopher chatting with boss man Ariel in the background over there. Um, we talk about grass and wedding stuff and um, team outings. Enjoy. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Episode 25. Yes. And uh, Adrian was kind enough to provide us with this uh, Jack Daniels barrel aged rye. I haven't seen it before, but... Uh, we're all sampling it mm-hmm. for this podcast, so it should be a little good afternoon yeah. boost. Not bad. <laughs> Jen has added her espresso uh, on the side as a little little shooter, I guess. So uh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, cheers. It's, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. So thanks for sitting in on this podcast. Uh, random. Very random. Um. So you guys brought up a couple of things today that I thought made for good chat. Um, we're in May and slowly the uh, the tides are turning here with the weather. Very slowly. Very yeah. slowly. Uh, the ground is still wet, so you can't uh, can't really do any planting or, or veggie gardens or any of that. But it is an important time for lawn care. And I know based on your uh, past homes that you are a... I don't know what the word would be. Lawn aficionado. Uh, green thumbs. Uh, green thumb. Oh, You're, you have a green, buddy, buddy bit green of a, yeah, a bit of a green thumb. I think I have more uh, selfies of my grass and kids in the summer months sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's okay. We all enjoy spending a little time outdoors and uh, you like to have a nice looking lawn, nice looking garden. Yeah. And uh, uh, based on your, uh, the success of the sale of your last home, you, you did well with that. Yeah, so. although I drove past my old house the other day, I was in the neighborhood visiting, and and they used my grass as a parking uh, driveway. <gasps> oh no, because and they wanted the double wide. Well, you could do. I guess it was a little tighter. But I had a message from an old neighbor uh, weeks ago saying, "Don't don't come by and look at your grass." <laughs> which, of course, when I was in the neighborhood, I went by and look at my grass and. Uh, single tier, many hours, hand weeding every night and gone. Oh, no. So on that topic of yeah. weeds, yeah. Uh, you were mentioning that you've got a little bit of a debate at home. Yeah, I want to spray this year. I had some uh, more, I spent more time weeding last year than I would have liked. Uh, you know, uh, when I moved into the new house, I had weeds Oh, that everywhere. was brutal. Was, I haven't seen anything like that no. before. The whole backyard was just... Covered in, in it, deep rooted yeah, weeds, yeah, just negle- like pure neglect. It, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh. So oh. that's our one eight hundred number. Yep. So, oh, so it's glad. dialing everybody yeah. right Hello? now. Hello. <laughs> good good uh, thing Adrian's yeah, exactly. here. Yeah. No, but uh, weeds like crazy neglect in the backyard to the point where um, they had to get someone and cut them down. But of course, you cut them down and they're still going to come back up. Yeah. So. Uh, what I did is I rented a eight horsepower roto tiller meant for clearing fields. Oh, went down three feet, sprayed everything with uh, sprayed everything with uh, a Roundup. Tried to kill everything, but still not much. But stuff is still coming through my um, the sod I laid. So rather than spending time weeding this year, I want to do a couple spray applications, and hopefully I won't have to do it again. So what would you spray with? Um, I would. I want to. Cons- uh, get someone in to do it who knows that weed variety that can yeah. actually target that, what the, I'm not sure what it's called, but the type of weed I'm having issues with. Um, issue I have is um, kids, dog, environmental concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously don't want to do anything harmful, but I still want green grass. So 
it's kind of a debate in my house right now. Have, um, have you used professionals in the past to manage your lawn? I've always done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I figure I just wanted to get someone in who knows exactly what I'm dealing with. Cause it was so bad, target it, eliminate it. And then my grass is full enough, thick enough. I do the regular maintenance that it shouldn't be an issue going forward. But, um, one thing I find though, especially I won't want to single out Milton. I think it's true of most, most people. I find that people either care about their grass or don't. Mm-hmm. There's not really a, in between there's nothing, not as hard because of the, the, the cities obviously aren't spraying anymore because of environmental concerns and not that you should spray really anyways, but is it's funny. You go, you have green, 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 brown, or no weeds, no weeds, weeds. And then that one weed spot kind of infects everything too. Right. So that's the, uh, that's the challenge I find. So you did something really smart actually, when you uh, moved into your new house, you created a little, like almost like a dog run for, for Gus, right? Yeah. I was so annoyed at my last house, um, that I would seed every year. I would oversee because he was doing his business. He's a big dog too. So it was hard to, uh, when he pees, he Piece. Um, but he'd always in the winter, I'd actually fence off one area for him to go. So I kind of made a dog run, but it was on my grass and it, it actually killed the area so bad. Nothing mm-hmm. grew there again. So, um, because I rototillered everything and I kind of planned the, the new backyard, I made a dog run for him. So, I uh, used a really nice cedar fencing lattice, um, um, and I built some steps to go down. I put pea gravel down. Um, I did um, uh, quite a bit. So it actually wouldn't sit on the surface and it wouldn't smell. And he has his own dog run. What which, do you do for, for Halo? We actually did the same thing because he ruined our grass twice. It's great because he's a large dog as well. So, you know, it's a lot that comes out of them. So It's, it's annoying though. It's like, about what do you do? You don't want to walk him every day. If it's raining or something, you just want to open the door. Absolutely. But uh, you also want to try and control where they go. Yeah. And it's true. Cause once the winter hits and then you get all that snow, like our backyard, just keep just talking. Gets, <laughs> <laughs> it, we get inundated with snow in our backyard. So yeah. between him going out there, plus we have a little dog yeah. between the two of them and then adding in all that snow and all the ice on top of it, it was, um, it was challenging. So by the second round of grass, I was like, you know, we're not doing this anymore. So we did the same thing with pea gravel. Yeah. I figured the money, by the way, this is the first podcast that we're actually drinking in. I think very wonderful. I think it's Friday. I think it's yeah, good. Happy yeah. Friday. But it is oh, great. Now we're going to have to post this today. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just date, date stamp it. Yeah. Uh, but to, uh, you know, the money I spent putting in the run, which wasn't, it wasn't a great expense, but um, no. I figure I would save it long-term and just time and aggravation years down the road. Um, and it's so far so good. I mean, he uses it, my grass, except for some odd weeds that pop up super green. Nice. Yeah. Our front, we actually had really nice grass in our front because it's not a lot that we have in our front yeah. lawn. But because we're right on, um, well, kind of off of Thompson, we had, when they cut the grass there, all of the weed, I guess the pollen, kind of filtered over and we got tons of weeds yeah. last year. So my neighbor and Gavin went and they were trying to like actually physically take out the weeds so that we can try to grow some better yeah. grass this year because we were just so annoyed with well, all the weeds that the, came through. The front yards are so small in Milton. Like you pretty much hardscaped everything in your yard, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I got screwed with my, um, cause my particular layout and you've both been to my home. Um, we have the double car garage, which is staggered. So in Milton, it's, it's really challenging because, um, when we bought, it was pre-construction. We didn't know even 
you know, where the sidewalk was going, whatever. Um, but because of the staggered garage and the sidewalk, you can't park on the staggered part of yeah, the, of the garage. Parking. I have a one car parking. So, uh, which didn't work for me because we have a ton of crap. Um, and I just like the convenience because I might be at home, um, you know, at two o'clock, but need to leave at two forty-five, right? So I'm in and out of the house all the time, as you guys know. So I like parking outside, um, but in the winter times, I obviously love the convenience of parking inside. So what I did was, um, good uh, looking, good landscaping. Uh, Dave, the owner there, he's uh, uh, he's done a lot of work for us in the past, and he um, he created essentially a a walkway slash um, parking pad so I can park sideways there. And uh, even the, uh, the X5 fits there. Um, and then um, he planted some um, very low maintenance mm-hmm. plants around there. They were actually just poking through in the last week through the, um, um, through the mulch. Um, so I haven't really, the only grass is on my boulevard and mm-hmm. then another little stretch and, um, very, very low maintenance. So, you know, and this is a topic that we're going to hear a lot about now or talk about a lot ourselves because a lot of homeowners need to do that work in order to sell. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, first impression is everything. And uh, so it's important for us to be educated on, um, you know, practices or if we have good contacts of people that can take care of uh, things. uh, um, We have a guy that comes around uh, on a regular basis, Matt Fuller of Fuller Landscaping here in Milton. Um, He takes care of the grass and the the gardens for us, does a great job. Um, But a lot of people don't make that investment on a regular basis. And then when they're getting ready to sell, they have to. It's a rush. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's and rush, it goes right? to the, that first impression, right? When you're going to sell, that's your landscaping, your front curb appeal. Absolutely. That's huge when people want to get that warm and fuzzy. If, if their mind, if you don't take care of it, what else are they taking care of? Or they just see work um, and you don't want, obviously don't want that. Regardless of how good the house looks on the inside, Absolutely. if the outside of the house does not look tip top and is well-maintained and has that good curb appeal, mm-hmm. you've already taken a step back from a selling standpoint and have to really work that yeah. pers- perspective buyer up to, to get that warm and fuzzy Absolutely. feeling. And not only that though, I, I value quite a bit my neighbor's property as well. So that community feel, you know, if you're though, if you're both your neighbors park on their grass consistently, or they don't just upkeep or just weeds, not that it's going to have a, a huge impact, but that can affect the amount of people that can affect your property value. That can affect the um, people that want to look at your property. Cause again, they think what type oh, of, na- sure. what type of neighbors am I, am I getting? I remember we listed one property here in Milton and the neighbors um, were known by pretty well everybody on the street as being junk hoarders and on the side of the house, just yeah. tons of crap um, the front lawn, not well-maintained. So when we listed our client's property right next door, which was beautifully maintained, um, the one consistent feedback that we got from most visitors to the property was who lives next door and why is all that trash out there? Right. Yeah. So oh absolutely. Your neighbors can have a big effect on what mm-hmm. your, the value of your home yeah. is and, and the upkeep. So it is funny though, cause I noticed it cause I'm I am that guy outside and I'm fiddling around, even though my typical Milton front yard is not large, I still like to, you know, maintain it. But it's funny 
all I overseed it. I put the new mulch down and then neighbor beside me does it. Then another neighbor does it. Um, it's the time of year as well, but it's funny how lawn care and gardens and those little things and even things like Christmas lights, um, you know, one person puts it up and it kind of trickles down the street. So I think lawn care is like that as well. One person sees it. They don't want to be the, uh, you know, the one person that, that doesn't do it. So Jen doesn't care about lawns, um, <laughs> which is why she's been a little yes. bit quiet. Uh, I saw Chris brought you a, uh, he did. He brought you a little gift today. He did. He brought me I, a little surprise. I didn't see what, uh, was this just a spur of the moment thing? Was there yeah, actually some thought given to it? There was a little bit of thought. I knew, um, Actually, I, I think you know, but my sister-in-law, Make sure you're talking my, my sister-in-law makes uh, bridal gifts and stuff. So I found out you were getting married. I gave her a call up and wanted her to make you something uh, for me to, uh, for, your, for your day. And I absolutely love it. It's so, so nice. I'm going to go and get it. So yeah, I, w- I want to see it. Okay. Such a kiss ass. Yeah. Well, Jen does a lot for uh, for us, so... <laughs> She does. She does do a lot of things for you guys that most realtors have to deal with, but uh, you have the benefit of uh, her services as well. Mm -hmm. Now, does your Jennifer know about this gift? Yeah, I told her. Because she might think something's going on, you know? (laughs) Very cute. Look at that. I absolutely love it. I can't wait. I know uh, previous podcast you guys were talking about side hustles and making uh, making more money, or if you can't make more money, do something else to do it. And my sister in law started doing that, uh, making hangers years ago, just out of um, <laughs> just out of uh, says Mrs. Singh. Yeah, a gift for her friends, I think. And over the years, she's gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. I want to actually order some for my girls for the wedding as well, um, just as a little gift to them and something that they can put their dress on. It's so beautiful. That's actually really impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, though. She um, When she started off, they were good, but they weren't that good to the point where she actually uh, remade my wife's for her just uh, uh, because she has gotten a lot better at the, her process and doing it. She's not probably done thousands of them now, but uh they're great for photos. Like one of our, one of Jen's yeah. you know, favorite photos we have, cause we got married in the Dominican was the, her wedding dress hanging amongst palm trees and, oh, um, and you know, black and white with just kind of that. Right. So it's a, how thoughtful you're not as big of an asshole as I thought. Right. So nice. <laughs> I like I to like, try absolutely it. <laughs> it. It looks so good. She did an amazing job. I can't wait to call her and ask her for someone. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll plug the, um, company oh. in the description. Well, I'm going to plug it in right now. It's um, Future Misses by Custom Hangers and Gifts. And it's Jen Behe. Well, Jen's just an amazing name. So yeah, so many Jens in my life. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like me and Steve's. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's funny, yes. though, with how names are changing. So like my wife is Jen. Your work, Jen. I have a sister-in-law, Jen. Um, my wife and my sister-in-law are both teachers in Halton. My wife's mother-in-law is Jen, so I can't get around. It's, it's such a common name. Um, funny, though, my sister-in-law, she wanted, she didn't want her kids to go through the same thing. So they named their, um, with their girl, they named her Isla. Isn't that the most popular name out there right now? Yeah. You can't go to a really? play center without hearing it. So Really? That's yeah. funny. So it's, it's, a, it's a new gen. It's a new gen. <laughs> so how's everything else with it? You're, what, six weeks away or so from your wedding? Is it six weeks? No, it's a little bit more than six weeks. Don't give me a heart attack. I'm like 
panic central right now. Is it all planned and wrapped up or you no, still have lots to do? I still got a lot of shit to do. It's been, it's been interesting. It's oh. been an experience. That's for sure. We had our stag and doe, what, a couple of weeks ago now? Um, that was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of stress with that. And then how many people showed up to that? Uh, about a hundred, a little mm -hmm. over a hundred. That's good. Yeah. And uh, the wedding, we're looking about. 250 250 to the wedding yeah wow you are portuguese and that's us like having to like cut out a lot of people because that's the venue's max capacity which has been a blessing and a curse because you know we've seen other venues where you can hold 500 people but it's like wow. seven or eight venues in one and i'm like do i really want to be around seven or eight different weddings at the same time I'm so when are you doing all this planning on the weekends, weekends, after work? after work, pretty much. You're not taking much time off for the wedding, I hope. Um, not right after the wedding. Maybe a little bit afterwards for the honeymoon. <laughs> I'll no break honeymoon. the news to him later. <laughs> it's here in Milton. You guys, been dating, you guys have been dating too long. There's no honeymoon. I know, right? We've been, we're, it's going to be 11 years this year. Wow. 11 years. I know. I couldn't believe it either. It's like 11? It's a flown by. But it's been great. It's, are you guys planning a honeymoon? We are planning a honeymoon. Well, I'm hasn't really much been planned. We know we want to go to Portugal. That's the extent of how far we've You're gone. only allowed five more days. Five more days? Okay, I'll have to let Gavin know. So maybe we'll stay local instead. We will stay in Milton. <laughs> Milton honeymoon. <laughs> Where are you going? Go to, We're the local holiday inn. That sounds <laughs> awful. Have you guys ever been to the uh, uh, KOA uh, campgrounds over by Kelso there no. where they have the cabins that you can rent? No. No. Yeah. Have I, is that a hint? No, I haven't. And I want to check them out. Uh, yeah. I've. Uh, Sounds like a vlog. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we rent a couple of uh, cabins. <laughs> KT goes camping. <laughs> that actually would probably be hilarious. It probably would be. That's not a bad idea. No, I definitely like not. It. Yeah, that would be a good team outing. Well, that'd be fun. Cam is going camping uh, next month. Uh, yeah, June fourteenth. June fourteenth, fifteenth. So Exciting. you can come back with some tips for us, maybe. Yeah, let know. us know. Yeah. Do some uh, some s'mores and yeah. uh, roast some marshmallows. That would be fun. It would yeah, be we, fun. We like to. We're trying to go camping this year with. Uh, we haven't been for years because the kids have just been too young, and you know, with su super young kids, it just sounds like the worst thing in the world. But now they're a little older. They're they're only now the ones only napping once a day. We're trying to trying to get out there again this year. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Gavin loves camping. I hate camping. I it's hate funny. Bugs. People either love it or hate it. There's I no in between with it. camping. I remember the first time I said to Natalie, "Let's go camping," and uh, she said, "Okay." There was only one divide. There was a divide between what I know as camping and what. <laughs> She thought I meant by camping. Like Holiday Inn, she thought, or you thought? Holiday Inn, more like the Fairmont. You know, like, <laughs> can I go to the day spa? Okay. Um, I was like, Jen, the first time I went camping, she didn't realize there wasn't a washroom immediately beside us. Um, and walking mm -hmm. at night a kilometer to find a... Not, and yeah, no. she, then she asked where the showers were, and it was like... Jump in the lake? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. my camp, my camping has changed quite a bit in... Uh, and especially with kids now, but uh, it's still nice to get out and experience that. So the first time that we went camping, um, I rented a, a cottage. So not camping at all. <laughs> right? That's my kind of camping, though. Not going to lie. Well, you know, we had been dating for maybe eight months or so. And I rented what I know or knew as a cottage. And... 
you know, it's 300 square feet. If that everything would old kind of grimy, grungy, yeah, traditional and cottage. Traditional cottage. Yeah, no. <laughs> no that that wasn't did fly. It sort of did because we had fun and so good you know, thing it wasn't your drinks. first uh first excursion away together. I know. Could have been right? your last. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> um so needless to say, the next cottage we rented was uh, a little bit nicer. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that's my my camping story. But yes, I like that idea of uh, maybe renting a couple of uh, well, maybe cabins here at the local KOA. And uh, yeah. I'm down with the cabin. I, it's the tent thing that I don't do. And Gavin, Kevin, Gavin calls it glamping now because well, I won't go. I think well, he, Gavin wants a boat, right? Gavin wants a lot of things that <laughs> yeah. I'm not willing to be okay with right now. Maybe after the wedding. After the wedding's okay. But right now. Have you guys thought about moving at all? I have thought about it. Especially now that you're seeing, you've been working with us for almost a year, so you've seen tons of nice, beautiful oh, yeah. properties. Oh, I have, he has, he's like, so I saw this property you guys put on the market. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, what? No, don't look at it. You're fine. So, But you have thought about it. I've thought about it. I thought about either moving or maybe purchasing something else as maybe um, an additional income, like for a rental income. Because so. I helped you guys buy that house back in 2012. Yes. Yeah. So it's been seven years almost. It's been seven years. And at that time, you guys said that it was kind of like a stepping stone. It was. You want to make some money on it and then use that to mm-hmm. get a detached home, a little bit bigger, maybe a double car garage. Oh, definitely. Maybe bigger than a double car garage so Gavin can have like some sort of shop because he enjoys working yeah, on cars. Since 2012, you would have uh, have quite a bit sitting there. Equity. It's, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit. It's yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you guys did quite well on, we did. on that property. We got lucky that we started looking and we did the move when we did because then, I mean, a few years later, there was the huge skyrocket in 2017. Yeah. And then, you know, been contemplating back and forth, but then we decided to get married and actually set a date. And kind of so, you know, we don't have to talk about numbers here, but how much is this wedding costing you? Would it be... Between fifty and seventy-five thousand dollars. As of right now, that's what my budgeting is. But that's just the wedding. That's not even including the stag and doe. Right. So hopefully, the two hundred and fifty people that are going to your wedding aren't complete cheap asses, and you recover <laughs> most of that money. Is that what you're hoping for? I think that's the hope. But you know, it's. Does any of your family and friends listen to our podcast? I should actually ask them. Do to- not be a cheap ass at Jen's wedding. <laughs> You know what? You she hope- is broke and needs a new home. So poor. I do. I need a second house. But you know what? At the end of the day, we we know that we're not going to make it back. You know, you're not. You always know you're not going to make it all back. You know, you want people there that you love. You want to make sure that they all have a good time. And at the end of the day, that's kind of been taken over. It's a party. Everything. It's and a that's party. What it is. Right? It's a massive party. It's we get everybody from both sides together. And I think that's literally what I'm so excited about. Cause there's just so much family that hasn't met each other between all the cousins. Like Gavin's dad is like one of nine, you know, he's got tons of brothers and sisters. They all have kids who now have also kids. And how know, many siblings does Gavin have? Gavin's an only child. Is he? Yeah. Oh, it makes a lot of sense why we get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do get along really well. Um, 250 people. How many people? Oh, you had a destination yeah, wedding. We went away. Dominican, right? Yep. 
And uh, would you do a destination wedding again? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a very reasonable for uh, what you actually spend. And I mean, you definitely cut people out. Um, yeah. So that was the big draw. But uh, we found that at the end of the day, uh, we had our parents there. We had our siblings there. So the people that, you know, mean the most to you. And it was awesome weather. What resort? Uh, we were at Paradisus Punta Canta. Mm, very nice. Actually, I think it was about four resorts down from where Adrian um, got Yeah, here. they had oh, theirs at the uh, the Hard, Hard Rock. Rock. That was, yeah. uh, I went to that with Nat and that was quite good. Yeah. We had a big, we had a party. Um, mother-in-law was, and father-in-law were nice enough to host a party when we got back. So, so like my grandparents, like my grandma, her grandparents, uh, people like, Physically couldn't travel. The rise started to. to kick in for him. Grandma, grandma. Yeah, but absolutely. Just for the cost alone, though, I would I would recommend a destination for sure. Uh, have you guys done a lot of all inclusive trips? As a have uh, you taken your boys away? No, no, no. It's something uh, you're considering. We didn't want to when they were napping like twice a day. So now that Clay's down to one a day. Um, it didn't sound like a lot of fun traveling with two kids under the age of three. Um, I see a lot of people traveling with young kids. Yeah. A good friend of mine, uh, Steve Foliato, he, um, he just got back from, uh, from a trip with his, um, I don't know how old his daughter is now, about six months and his wife. And, um, he said they had a great time. They yeah. got well, a, they call, uh, it, they call it a, uh, I think a baby moon. Because your child travels free under two. That's right. just it. Get so, it out while you can. And with yeah. one, so I know a lot of people that will travel um, like right after, especially the first kid, yeah. um, they'll travel bef- with them when they're still napping and you can just put them in a stroller or you can carry them around. Well, they, I think they did a smart thing. They got a um, an upgraded suite with a swim out. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's great. Right. So in the swim out. Uh, in this particular resort, and it's actually the resort that they got married in last year. Yeah. Last year? Or the year before? The year before. Um, full service to the swim out Perfect. rooms. So you can be in the pool and you get the food and the drinks yeah. delivered to you while you're in the pool. So kids sleeping, you just go out to the back patio and go for a dip. Yeah. And it's amazing. I would have considered it with one, not two kids, not, not when they were still both in diapers and yeah. both napping, that would have uh, seemed like more work than vacation for me. It's, it's a lot, yeah. especially all of the things that you have to take with you. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that like that in itself is just a massive, I, I wish you luck. <laughs> yeah. We did staycations for all just took off work and Jen's a teacher. So she's often just planned day trips or overnights. And even that was more work than, uh, more than I like to put in for that stuff. You guys spent uh, quite a bit of time together this morning. You went to a new property we listed today. How did that go? What, uh, went actually really smoothly. Everything kind of fell into place really well. Marianne was like awesome. So for, for people that, uh, don't know that are listening, um, on the day of listing, the day we list a property for sale, we have a bit of a process and you you play a huge part uh, in that and uh, you do a great job. So tell people a little bit about what you do on the day of the listing. That's a big day. I mean, aside from getting it live on all the boards and making sure it's up to par and looks amazing. That's a lot of work to do that properly. And because I used to do it for the team and um, 
thank God you took that over. Um, but it requires a lot of attention to detail. You got to make sure the photos look good, that they're in the right order. Um, the description of the property, the measurements, what's included, what's excluded, the um, all of the details that go into an offer, the uh, land description, the property taxes. There's so much information that goes on behind the scenes that the public doesn't actually see. Oh, absolutely. And then you have to duplicate that because we po- uh, process the listing on multiple boards. So our properties get a lot of exposure that way. And then we have our two websites, mm-hmm. uh, our own website, com, and then our Century 21 site. Um, we post it on Facebook, on Instagram. So there's all that. So that's a lot of work in itself. Oh yeah, definitely. And then as I always go back and make sure I'm always checking and rechecking and triple checking my work just to make sure everything's accurate and perfect and it looks great and it's ready to go live. Um, and then when we go to the house, just making well, sure- Well, I just want to stop you yep. there for a second before you even get to the house because we talked about first impression earlier on in this show. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually not the first impression anymore because the first impression for people now buying a house- is online. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like how do the photos look? How does the dis- how's the description of the property? Does it look good enough Absolutely. for me to actually go to the property? Absolutely. Well, not that though. Like, I am um, just working on a uh, we're going to be doing a listing for a, a village home. And right now in Milton there's 38 of them posted for sale right now. So if you're mm-hmm. one of 38, how and you know pretty nondescript homes, how are you going to stand out? And that picture is everything. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you, so you take a great picture, you make sure it stays properly, it's edited nicely. And now you want to make sure your expectations, when someone walks in that door or pulls up, your expectations are, are, are met, right? So it's really important that uh, everything comes together. So many times I hear people go to an open house or we take a client to an open house and they say, well, that doesn't, didn't, it wasn't what we were expecting. And, and that's not a, always a good thing. Yeah. I experienced it, that when I was looking, when we were looking at houses, I was yeah. like, that doesn't look like picture the picture. Picture looks great. Looked, yeah. 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 It looked really nice in the picture. It's so like nice. online dating, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once you Not that, that any of us had to. No. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Oh online gosh. dating was after our time. Well, especially right? now Thank with goodness. all these uh, photo apps and whether to take a picture, it's like two different people sometimes. It's like right. way <laughs> too much now. I'm like, no, I don't know how you people do this. No, can, can I change you for the Snapchat version yeah. of you? Okay, Snapchat version is always so much better though. Okay. So you go to the house. Yes. And then what? So I go to the house. I'll make sure it looks amazing. So we're making sure that everything is in its place. It looks perfect. Tabletop stands. They're highlighting things that you might not see right off the bat. So it'll highlight things like maybe an alarm system, maybe a humidifier in the home, maybe certain appliances that have just freshly come in and they have a warranty on them, stuff like that. And so we'll bring that in. Plus our floor plan, that'll go right at the front of the door. It's usually in a nice little area, but that way they can see the floor plan right away and they see the layout of the house. And they're not that you wander, but at least you know where you're wandering towards. So you got that all set up today? Absolutely. Our low camera. You got the brochures. Brochures looked amazing. Yeah, Just, they did look amazing. Did you see so that good. front picture? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that looked looks, amazing. Marianne yeah. was so, yeah. so happy. She's like, these are beautiful. And not only that, though, another a huge thing that you do when you're there is homeowners, homeowners are often there and mm-hmm. uh, their, their homes going to market. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot yes. of uh, stress and, you know, having someone like you, who's always so, you know, bubbly and nice and kind. And you uh, have to train him to talk into his mic. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> I know it's hard because yeah, when you're I know. when you're talking with somebody, but having that someone like you is um, is fantastic for the homeowner to have there to help them, another person to help them through the uh, the process. Yeah, I will stroke your ego a little more. Uh, the clients are typically very happy with uh, with the work you're doing. So you guys also got the. Um, the speaker set up today, yep. the Speakers. camera installed. Oh. Yep. Gave awesome. him access to the camera. I haven't given her access yet. I have to do that this afternoon. Well, let's stop the podcast right now. <laughs> End it now. Yeah. Um, um, all the signage is up, like open, um, open house signage is up for today. The for yep. sale sign yep. is up. And it's had we've had the coming soon flag up for about a week now. So it generates the interest around the property as well. Yeah, actually, I've got a couple of uh, um, interested uh, potential buyers uh, that saw the... Uh, the property as they were driving by and but it's had important. some questions. Well, yeah. that flag's important because nobody, unless you tell your immediate neighbors, nobody actually knows you're going to go to market. So well, funny you should say that because poor Chris yeah. in, in the, the rain, pouring actually, rain. It actually wasn't raining. I timed it in between the rain. <laughs> no, but, uh, knocked on some doors, made people know that uh, there was an open house and their neighbors were uh, wanting them to come through to see if they, um, so our neighborhood open house is tonight. So I'm yeah. sure we're going to have a couple you know, uh, neighbors through to take a peek and let us know what they think about the property. But, um, you know, one thing I think is, it's just not one thing. We have such a process that goes around and it, it's, you know, weeks up to, and it kind of all comes together and it's, uh, it, it, you know, as I'll say usually, but it always tends to come together really nicely because yeah. everything is planned so well. Well, and I think, um, you know, we're all doing a good job of like listing day. That's, and that's why I started talking about that because you guys were gone for a while. It's a, a lot of people don't know that the day that a property gets listed for sale, there is a ton of work that happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the house that you were at today, actually, I'll tell you a funny story. They actually interviewed several different realtors and I met with them on a, I want to say it was on a Wednesday night. In, in fact, it was a Wednesday night. And one of the realtors that they met with, which I believe it was the night before, wanted to have the property on the market for open houses that weekend. What? Yeah, something about capitalizing on the spring market. Um, and this was now about six weeks ago or so. So sure enough, in those six weeks, um, the values have gone up, as mm -hmm. I predicted. Um, but can you imagine if if on a Tuesday night I came into the office the next morning and said, we're going to list a property on before the weekend and have it up for open houses not, on Saturday, Sunday? Not only Sunday? that, though. That, like, the home was very, you know, very presentable before. Yeah. It's a model home now. Oh, so yeah. Now you walk into the house. Like, buyers will walk into that home this weekend. And I'm curious to see what the feedback will be. I'll be at the open house a little bit as well. But... Um, you walk in there and you immediately get the sense and you're right. The home was, was nice. It was very clean, mm -hmm. very presentable, it, but yeah. now it has elevated. Absolutely. To that it was, show home. it was nice before yeah. now it's wow. Yeah. yeah. Which Absolutely. is the difference. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks for your help with that. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. We had the, uh, um, we had a lot on the go this morning, so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't attend the meeting, but, um, or the, uh, the property, but, uh, that's okay. You guys took good care of it on my behalf. Yeah. I mean, really, Definitely. I'm really excited for, uh, the open houses. Yeah, I think it's been really great. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, that's the kind of home that uh, gets a lot of attention because it's at a right the right price point. It's it's actually a big house too, right? It's a like, great it it's a great layout. Um, yeah. I, I love that layout, in fact, just because it gives you an open concept, but it has 
designated spaces. Well, we were talking about this yeah. the other day. It's very, very similar to your house. Yeah. And I, that's af- coming from a house that was completely open concept. I, I wanted to go the other way. And I find a lot of people like that. You want something and then you live in it and you're like, it, uh, it's not what it's always cracked up to be. So yep. the front room is set up as a front room right now. Great sitting space could easily be an office, could easily be a playroom, but it's a separate space people can go to. There's a formal dining room and then you have your living room, dining, like family room, kitchen, kitchenette uh, area. So it's a great layout. I want to ask you a question. So now you're, you're in the full swing of being a productive realtor. Mm -hmm. Um, Bit of a long time coming because uh, you started the process about uh, almost a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you came from the auto industry where you were a top producing sales manager. And uh, of course you learned from the best. Um, how, how are you finding the adjustment? So this weekend you have open houses. Yes. Uh, our open houses on Saturday and Sunday are from two to 5 PM. So it really requires you to be working from one to six Essentially, you have a five-hour open house window. Yes, absolutely. You got to get your signs out. You got to be prepared. Set the house up. Make sure everything's looking good. A lot of times, people stay in the home after five o'clock, so you're there a little bit longer. Yep, you I like close to do everything all my follow-up up. calls right after. You do the follow-up calls. Thank everybody who's been coming in. So it's eating, you know, five six hours of your day, and that's if you don't have any other appointments or any offers or anything on the right. go. Um, this job has a little bit of more flexibility. So if you're working on the weekends a lot, maybe you take a little time off on a Wednesday morning or whatever. Are you, uh, how are you finding that? How's your family finding that? Uh, we really like it. I mean, the biggest change is from, as you know, as you know, especially running a dealership, there's always people coming at you. So the biggest change I found is that, um, in terms of my day is before I could kind of had a to-do list. I had daily goals, checked them off as I went and I made sure those were done at the end of the day. And I dealt with all the fires and everything in between. Now I, I, I block my day. So mornings is usually my time, get the kids out to, uh, to daycare, uh, have some downtime. Um, and then I'll, I'll do calls in the morning. Um, I like doing those at home just cause you know, we're all here. So I come in do some emails, check the markets, um, touch base with current clients. So I, I block my day now. Um, I no longer let the day come to me. Otherwise you just don't get what you want done. So when I'm doing my emails, I'm doing my emails. When I'm doing my phone calls, I'm doing my phone calls. Uh, when I'm out, um, I'll schedule, I really schedule everything now. Um, even really important as a realtor. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's really, it's really easy to do drift. Well, do nothing. You know, things come up as you all the time, but, um, I find that to be productive in this type of environment, this field, you have to be really disciplined. To me, if a realtor wants to go from being just an average producer to a top producer, the difference between the two are the average producer is letting the day just drift. Absolutely. Just go with the flow. Top producers have scheduled events throughout the day, whether it's making calls, um, prospecting, um, you know, networking, things like that. That's the difference. It's got to be in the calendar. I preach that to you guys a lot. 
Uh, it's got to be in the calendar. It's got to be consistent. And there's so many aspects of that. But I was just curious because yeah. I know the, one of the reasons that you transitioned into this industry was to have a little bit more flexibility. And that's tough sometimes because people sure. don't understand that in the automotive industry, especially as a top performing sales manager, um, you're stuck to your desk at the dealership for hours upon hours upon hours a day. Um, I remember many, many days being, you know, eight in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and not being able to leave the office. Well, the great, the best example I can give right now is um, James will be going into junior kindergarten next year. Tuesdays is a library program that gets them ready to get them in the school. They get to take out two library books and every other week there's a craft. Um, oh, that's a nice program. It's 315 to 415. My calendar is 315 to 415. That's my time with him. I pick him up. I take him there. And then that hour, you know, hour and 20 minutes until um, Jen comes home. That's kind of our time right now. And I know it. Um, if someone wants an appointment at 315, I easily just go before, go after, and it's, it's blocked in unless something, you know, absolutely, you know, crucial comes up, yeah. but it's, it's a, that's the best part to me is being able to, um, not work less, not work, um, you know, not as hard, but just be able to pick my times and, and schedule around my, you know, work and balance. really from a realtor's perspective, um, what's happening on a Tuesday between three fifteen and four fifteen for most realtors, it's zero. Yeah. Um, for us, it might be something's on the go, but it's nothing that, you can't, you can't do around else. it, right? Exactly. And, you know, he will probably grow up really appreciating that consistent and regular time. How are you finding the transition? So you've been with us for about a year, almost closing in on a year. Almost a year. And uh, you had a really good job. We had to lure you away. Um, you were you were a, a, an important piece of the puzzle uh, in your previous company. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a Monday to Friday gal, mm-hmm. uh, but... And you are here too. You have your weekends off uh, for the most part. Um, Haven't started to ask you to work weekends yet. Uh, But here, so we have a a company policy for all of our uh, employees, except for Cam, who's never on time. Um, um, That you can come and go. Well, even with Cam, you know, you you can come and go whenever you want. We don't have a vacation policy. You can take a vacation whenever you want. Um, So those five days are like you're expanding those five days locally. You can, um, (laughs) you know, as long as your work is covered. Always. Hey, you know what? If you want to go to Portugal for three weeks and you take your laptop with you and you can do some work from there, maybe there's a discussion there. I don't know. But um, man, I'm going to extend my trip. <laughs> Jeez. Gavin might have a bit more of an issue. Yeah, he uh, definitely with taking will. that time off. But so we don't have um, a set policy. We believe that um, all of our employees um, are owners within the company. Um come and go whenever you want. Everybody has a key to the studio. Um, We believe in people being well rested. If you're not feeling well, you're sick, stay home, rest up, feel good. I think you guys have seen that already. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if you're sick, don't come here. (laughs) If you're sick, stay the fuck at home. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm going to follow you with Lysol wipes and maybe a Lysol spray. So how are you finding the transition from what uh, people would see as a normal job to maybe a little bit, different of a job honestly and I and it's not because you're sitting here and it's not to be cliche or anything but I legit love my job I cannot 
I don't know how else to explain it to people. Even when people ask me, they're like, you know, you left your job that you were at for seven years. And I was like, honestly, it was a challenging decision to make just because I get comfortable. You know, everywhere I go, I'm kind of a lifer. I was like that at Aram Park. I was like that at my last job. Um, but making the transition and coming here was literally probably one of the best decisions I've made. So I'm very, very happy. And it's funny because like so many people will say, you know, like, you're even happier than you were before. And I'm like, honestly, I actually love my job. Some people are like, oh my God, I hate my job. I can't wait till Friday. I'm like, honestly, I blink and it's Friday. And I'm like, it's already Friday. Like, I love coming in here. I feel like I've inherited a whole bunch of brothers um, and a sister now, another sister. Yes, so, Heather, Heather Heather added to the team has given you uh, a sister. It yes. Definitely. So it's been really You guys nice. get along uh, quite we well. Do. Yeah. She's like the sweetest. She really is. Yep. And I love everybody on the team. I, I literally feel like I inherited like an, an additional family. Well, many more brothers mainly, but <laughs> but it's been really great. And I really do enjoy working here. It's Every day is different. It's a new challenge, which I like. It's not... It's not the same thing every day, you know? Every, it really isn't, right? It really isn't. Every every property is different. Um, and you deal with so many different people and everybody's different, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been very different, but it's it's been amazing. So thank you. Well, we're very glad uh, to have you. Thank you. And you've been doing a great job. Thank you. So um, what are you guys up to this weekend? You're doing open houses? Yeah, I have uh, open houses. I have um, inspection on a property that's closing later on in the month. Um, so we have to do that. That's in a revisit. Revisit. Yep. yep. Uh, Which we actually call a pre-delivery inspection. Well, we also <laughs> we have um, this is their first visit we're doing. There is a, a repair that needs to be get uh, be completed. So microwave is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the mic. So for those listening, the microwave wasn't working. Yep. We put um, an amendment together that said better fix or replace that microwave prior to May, May something. May, May 1st. 1st. Yeah. 17 um, days prior to close. Yep. So, um, so you're going there this weekend just to check yep. up. Agent sure said it was working. fixed. It was a f simple fuse, but just want to double check that's done. And then we'll, yep. uh, we'll do um, the uh, pre-delivery uh, a couple of days before actual close. Yep. So that's going on. Um, wrapping up a lease. Uh, I'll be wrapping up a, a lease I'm working with right now. And then. Uh, Any family time this weekend? Uh, be Not pretty much. pretty tight. I think uh, Sunday morning I scheduled in a little bit of time, um, but that's about it. Just uh, Sunday mornings for me um, have become a whole new routine. So Sunday mornings I let Natalie sleep in um, a little bit. She she tries to take advantage. It's hard with the two boys, um, but I make breakfast, um, French toast. Uh, every Sunday morning now, and I've quite. For what time should we come over? Yeah, I'm totally coming I've, for breakfast. I've taken uh, a, a real liking to that uh, routine. Um, what do you got going on in the weekend? Lots of family stuff. It's almost weekend time. It really is. We almost have to end this podcast and get back to work. I know. I have some uh, stuff. A lot of family do. stuff. Yeah, a lot of family stuff. There's usually family stuff on the weekend. Catching up. Barbecues. Cleaning. Uh, well, I have a friend that visited is visiting actually from Alberta. She came in for um, some family stuff that we have had going on. This week. Cam's like, stop talking. We're running out of battery. Sorry, Cam. So <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you start drinking. So um, we just like a lot of family stuff. Going to go visit my friend, have some people over, um, maybe go for dinner, hopefully hit up the casino. We'll see. Casino? Which casino? The one that's 10 minutes down the road because I don't want to drive to BF Nowhere. You guys know yeah. Mohawk has actual table games now? Yeah, that's a problem once. now because we've discovered the tables. Uh, blackjack? Blackjack? Um, yeah, no, Gavin's roulette. Roulette. Gavin oh. loves roulette. And then we've discovered that Do they have tables. Do you play with tables. him? Um, I'll stand there and watch for a little bit, 
but like I'm kind of like the penny slot kind of girl because I'm oh, cheap. The penny slot. Yeah, because I'm cheap. I'm like, come on. I've been there once with you. It's the only time I've ever been to horse. Uh, get, like, oh, did we go to uh, the standard breads? Yeah, just once. I don't remember. Was it after golf? Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stopped in just. Uh, I love horse racing yeah. for. Uh, I don't think I talk about that. Not at all. Quite often. One of my uh, good friends, Dan Lozell, he used to be the announcer at, uh, at Woodbine. And uh, so when I was single um, on weekends that I wasn't working um, or back in the auto dealership days, uh, I would have Sundays off and I would head up to uh, Woodbine to watch the thoroughbreds. And I love sitting in the grandstands there and get myself some fried chicken. And, uh, and I would take my iPad and, uh, um, do some betting right there and watch, uh, watch the races. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, favorite ways. In fact, I think, uh, the thoroughbred racing at Woodbine opens this weekend or was it last weekend? It's somewhere around now. Yeah. Nice. And, um, so now, um, you know, since moving to Milton, uh, I head up to Mohawk once in a while to watch the, uh, standard breads and, uh, that's good fun. A little bit different because the thoroughbreds, you know, they're, they're at a faster pace. They don't have the carriage and, you know, it's a little bit of a different, uh, atmosphere, but, um, good, good fun. Always at Mohawk. And now that they have the table games, uh, yeah, really like I'm, I love blackjack. I love playing blackjack live and, um, yeah, I haven't been there yet since they've opened that up, but they're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of changes there. So that's, uh, Oh, definitely. Like, I'm kind of upset that I've, like, discovered that they have tables now because Kevin's like, what are we doing this weekend? I was like, well, it seems like We can't film there, but that might have to be a uh, outing. Yes. Another outing. Maybe when we're staying at one of the cabins around the corner. Bring, bring some Jack Daniels with yeah, us and uh, a little bit of cottage walk, life, o- bit walk of over to the casino. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a wonderful evening. Well, uh, we got to get back to work yeah. here, guys. Thanks yeah. for uh, sitting in. Thanks for your help today in preparing that, uh, that property. Yep. Yeah, um, definitely. No this was episode 25 and um, have yourselves a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and follow us wherever you may be listening.